0: This paid podcast was produced by Slate Studios in partnership with Spotify Studios. Today's episode of Showstopper is presented by Ball in the Family, an all-new show only on Facebook Watch. Head to facebook.com slash Ball in the Family to catch up and watch new episodes every Sunday. Thanks for listening.
1: Issa ray has that connection with her audience whether you know it be black or white or latino anybody she's connected with everybody from spotify studios
0: this is showstopper the podcast that takes you inside the playlist of your favorite tv shows and films i'm xavier jernigan head of shows and editorial for north america at spotify Today, we go inside the music of one of the most talked about shows on TV, HBO's Insecure. Writer Issa Rae created and stars in the hit comedy. It's about Issa D navigating her life in L.A. one awkward adventure at a time. We get to know Issa and her circle of friends as they deal with grown folks' problems, namely career and relationship woes that many of us find all too familiar. LA serves as a supporting character in the show, and Insecure has a distinctly modern West Coast sound, and over two seasons, that has been the key to the show's music choices. I talked to the creative team behind Insecure's soundtrack, starting with the legendary Raphael Sadiq, Insecure's composer.
1: My role is to just, uh, you know, to score it, you know, like look at scenes, and, and then I score the rest of the, the mood, set up the scenes, and mm. that's what I
2: do. Raphael collaborates with Keir Lehman. I'm the music supervisor for the show.
1: It's Issa's baby all the way. And I, I like it like that because it's when you have somebody who has a focus and, and a vision to send out to the rest of the team, it's, it makes it easy for all of us to go out and work. Yeah. How does she break that down to
0: you? I know it's very, you know, it's a very L.A. show.
1: West Coast.
2: West Coast.
1: <laughs> now I always make jokes about that. Yeah. <laughs> it's kind of West Coast, but then... Some Drake snuck in there. Yeah, that? right. you know well, I mean? that's yeah. the thing. Like, he it's, it's, it's
2: definitely the West Coast influences, but there's certain things also that she doesn't like about oh, the West, West Coast. space. Yes. Mm. she's so, funny
1: though. She's funny. She'll say like, you know, like, nah, not that West Coast. <laughs> right. <Yeah. laughs> like, like a little too gangster. Like, nah, or, she like gangster. Uh, yeah. But just some some groups she just don't really mess with.
2: You know, one of the things that that Issa said from very early on about the style of the show was even though we're set in South L.A., like, they didn't want, we're not making straight out of Compton. We also went back through the catalog of the old West Coast um, artists and Dre and Snoop and Dog Pound. Raphael and Keir find ways for music to help shape the characters, like Molly.
3: (laughs) What's going on, y'all? My name is Yvonne Orgy, and I play Molly Carter on Insecure.
0: Molly is Issa's best friend
3: and Molly's a corporate lawyer. She's kind of like equal parts hood and equal parts like classy. You know, she's bougietto, if you will. You
1: know, I grew up and played for a choir before. I've been around a bunch of black women, you know, like characters like her. So yeah, I could get into her emotions, like both sides of her.
2: Molly, you know, she's a hustler. She's a go-getter. She works hard. There's a kind of drive to her scenes, also, especially at work. She's moving quickly, or she's, Right.
1: she has a really nice walk. She you does, know? yeah. And since she's like she Kira like said, she's always moving.
3: Ooh, Molly got a walk. Molly rith- has
1: a walk and a rhythm.
3: I think I helped her with that. You know, I was I was I was coaching her on her walk, and I was like Molly, when you walk, make sure you know you go side to side, and keep your head up high. <laughs> <laughs> Also with the heels, because you know, Wiley wears fancy heels. And so with the heels, I think it's, it's, it's the take your time sachet, um that I've kind of learned over the years.
0: So when you started working on the show, what did Issa tell you about the role music would play?
3: Well, I know for a fact that Issa has been quoted saying even if, like, the show was trash, she's like, the music's not going to be. And I think she has curated, like, a sound that is so... Now?
0: The music establishes that sound from the very first frame with Kendrick Lamar's All Right. This shows the audience we're in L.A., but it's not
2: Hollywood. They had made the pilot, and by the time we came to finish it for season one, that song had been out for a couple years at that point. So Issa was starting to feel like it wasn't super fresh anymore. And so we started working on other ideas to replace the Kendrick song. We almost had something that was gonna be in that spot and they had a screening and after that screening Issa came back and was like, you know what? You guys aren't gonna be happy because I know that song is super expensive but we gotta have that Kendrick song. Like, It's the only way we can start the show with the right tone and energy and and make that statement that we need at the beginning of this show.
0: Music is in the DNA of Issa's character. She's a closet MC who raps to say the things she can't say in real life.
1: Issa's character, to me, always kind of like, you know, she always dogging her friends a little bit. (laughs) Yeah. You know, she's always like, you know, talking trash to them, so.
2: Issa does that. That's all her. She writes those. Broken pussy
1: just comes out of nowhere. It's just just out of nowhere.
2: She does it. You know, I think. She's, as I've learned about her, Like she's been doing that for a while It's part yeah, of her yeah. process. But, mm. um, but yeah, she pretty much does those all on her own and uh, you know, is amazing at it, obviously. So, speaking
0: of raps, one of the most talked about moments from the series oh, in general. I oh, goodness gracious. You, I, I got to talk about Broken Pussy. Goodness. Can you describe the scene for us?
3: I'm supposed to be talking with Jared's character, just trying to, like, seal the deal, like, hey, how you doing? Okay, I'm, I'm glad somebody here is normal. <laughs> and when he says, isn't that your friend? It's like, ugh, she's talking about me. And um, But I what I appreciate uh, most is that all the fans um, who have watched the show, I appreciate you all for not calling me that um, when you see me in public. So God bless you guys. <laughs> because it might be a problem. I was like, uh, I will not answer to it. That's one. But I just appreciate everybody for being grown and not uh, calling me that, like, at Trader Joe's.
0: At work, Molly is unstoppable. She's got a successful legal career. But romance, that's another story.
3: She's, you know, super accomplished at work, but when it comes to love, it's... It is no bueno.
0: She has two very different guys checking for her. Her childhood friend Dro, who was in an open marriage, while Quentin is the safe, nice guy option. And one of the most talked-about moments of season two, Molly and Quentin get it on, and the original song used in the scene added to the hype, "Quicksand" by Scissor.
3: You know, Molly ha- is 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 going through. She's just like, do I? I don't know if Dro's good for me. You know, Quentin's been there. Maybe I, you know, my therapist was right. I am living in the shoulds. Or and maybe I should get out of the shoulds and get into the coulds. So maybe this could be a thing with Quentin. Um, and you know, she mm-hmm. downs the glass and it's like uh, it to the hedge. You're going for it. You're you're falling, you're falling into quicksand.
0: Insecure's creative team commissioned all kinds of original music for the show. Including this track by Sizza, but for this one, Kia really had to scramble.
2: I think she had like three weeks probably to write something. Three weeks. Three yeah, pretty much. Wow. And so I think a week went by and I'm checking in, like, how's it going? You know, what's the progress? And Um, So I'm waiting a few more days. I think, you know, nothing came in. So I followed up again and I was like, look, you know, (laughs) our deadline is real. Like we can't wait. This is it. So if it's going to happen, it needs to be fast. And then I got a message back that, you know, oh, SZA doesn't want to just send you a demo or something she's already written. She really wants to write something special for the show. Right, which is what Issa wanted. She's going into the studio this day to do it. And so I'm like, okay, amazing, you know? I mm-hmm. love that she's passionate about it. So... Um, at this point, how
0: close are we to the deadline? I think
2: we're about maybe a week and a half Ugh. away. So um, uh, I, I, I think it was probably late one night I got the email with the track in it. And I listened to it like on my phone, not the best place to listen to it, but it was like, I want to hear this right away. I can't wait. Yeah. So I listened to it and I loved it immediately. And I knew that it was such a great song that we had to you know, find a place for it in the show. Um, and one of those scenes ended up being the scene where Molly is having sex with Quentin in the office after they were working together. So you kind of see it, take it as like another of Molly's escapades, um, rather than like a real shift in her character.
3: I think it's kind of hopeful, you know, like, you know, like, quick saying, you, you gotta want someone to save you, but then you're like, you're in it. I think, I don't know, I think Molly was just like, ah, I'm not sure about this one, but let's try it. Let's try it, you know, and does she want to be saved? I think what she wanted probably herself to be saved. She Like, Molly wants the knight in shining armor, and she doesn't know where that's coming from. And so if it's not Quentin, then yeah, someone save me.
0: As Molly enters a new relationship, Issa's relationship is on the rocks. In the season two finale, we see her returning the keys to the apartment she used to share with her ex, Lawrence.
2: Issa walks in and then is surprised to see Lawrence, who is still there in the apartment, who is waiting for her.
0: Issa and Lawrence finally talk. We think maybe they're making up. Then we see flashes of a future. They work it out, get married and have a baby.
3: It was so real. Like, I see the little baby that Lawrence is holding coming through uh, the door.
0: The details, because, like, her hair was long when they came into the apartment. Ah. <laughs> oh.
3: Everyone needs a real conversation. And, like, I think that, like, after you have such an open-hearted, soul-bearing conversation,
1: mm-hmm.
3: I mean, like, it is—don't you think it is possible for reconciliation like that to happen?
0: And through this whole montage, we hear the song Blessed by Daniel Caesar. But it was all a fantasy, played out in Issa's head. People went crazy over this scene.
3: I cannot listen to that song now without seeing the flashback.
0: She played with our emotions oh, on Oh, she did. Did y'all hear that Michelle Obama, like, was pissed about that? Like, and told Issa Rae when they met? Oh, she did No, yeah. I
2: saw Issa... Posted about yeah. her meeting with Michelle, and that was amazing. Yeah,
0: so it's like it got that emotional reaction.
2: You know, I can't take credit for that one because that was Issa. She came with all that the one. way. She knew that was going to be it. Mm. She's already conceived of how the scene is going to play in the end.
1: She's like James Brown of like a film, you know, a mm. film and TV. She's going to direct it. She always knew that that was going to be the finale song. Like
0: she knew where it was headed. Yeah. And it was just a matter of getting everybody to go along and buy into that vision.
1: Right, when she, when she buy into it, that's it.
0: Yeah, right. she's bringing everyone along. Right. Yeah. Issa is the creative force behind the show, but sometimes she pulls in people she trusts to keep the soundtrack fresh. Right from the start, she got input from
2: Solange. And Solange, you know, came in and, and said, look, you know, I, we gotta use Thundercat, and Anderson Park because those are the two hottest <laughs> guys coming out of LA right now and you know they're perfect for the show and that at the time was like you know just after them changes had come out probably like a few months before right and uh, to me that was maybe uh one of the best records of that year uh definitely just kind of brought all these elements together of music that I love and that would be perfect for the show. You know, it kind of had the Isley brothers drum beat that kind of brings it back to, you know, hip hop. And it
0: samples footsteps in the dark, right?
2: Sample. Exactly. Hip hop sampling. And so that's based on that drum beat, which is super recognizable to most people, probably from ice cubes. It was a good day. That is this, you know, classic quintessential LA West coast hip hop song. Um, Um, And so he took that drum beat and just took it in a completely different direction uh, for them changes. So we see Issa and Lawrence shopping at a furniture store, you know, kind of reflected on their developing relationship a little bit. And, you know, some of the things that they were going through in their life changes, Lawrence with his job and Mm -hmm. stuff like that. So
0: The couch represents something.
2: The couch is a recurring theme in our show. Yeah, so that was a great moment that was, you know, heightened even by using that song.
1: I've been knowing Thundercat and his brother, Ronald, and his mother and his father and his little brother for a long, long time. They all used to play with me, my little proteges, my little nephews, you know? So to see them now. Yeah. So, but I told him, I said, you're going to be like huge, though. You're like a genius. His chord progressions and his. His mind, you know, comes from, he has an old soul.
0: We're going to take a quick break. Calling all snack connoisseurs. This sponsorship is for you. If you're an artisanal meat and cheese lover, look no further than Hillshire snacking small plates. Take your favorite bites on the go prosciutto and cheddar cheese, spiced salami and gouda cheese. You get the picture. Hillshire Snacking Small Plates, a snack above. Find your perfect pairing at hillshiresnacking.com. All right, now back to the show. When Insecure first came out, the soundtrack was like a scavenger hunt. Fans would search to figure out what songs were used, but they weren't easy to find. So me and my team at Spotify partnered with HBO to make an official playlist. Now, after every episode, we update it with the latest songs. Issa tweets it out to her fans, and the internet goes nuts.
3: I was tired of getting the tweets and the uh, DMs, like, hey, what song was, th- was that when um, Issa came on? And I was like, man, I don't know. Like, <laughs> right. And I was just like, also, like, stop, focus on the show. And I was so glad that I could just be like, hey, there's a Spotify playlist. After every episode. And it was just so easy for people to be like, oh, thank you so much.
0: 50,000 people listen to the playlist on average after each episode airs. That's crazy. It's crazy. And 85,000 listeners the day after the season finale.
3: Oh, because I'm sure they were all searching for that that Daniel Caesar song. I'm sure they were like, what was that? And oh, my gosh. And there were so many good songs there. Oh, God. That's crazy. Those numbers are bananas.
2: Certain shows get paid more attention for the music in the shows and Insecure Mm -hmm. is definitely one that gets paid a lot of attention. So for younger artists to be in the mix of those Songs will get them a lot of exposure. Where somebody is going, maybe they're going to look for their favorite song that was in the show, but they're going to see the playlist of all the songs and might discover a, another artist through that. Right. Um, so the musical discovery.
1: I, mean, I get a lot of phone calls from artists asking me, "Can they get the musical on the next show?"
2: Right. Oh, definitely. A long
1: yeah. time now. Wait, way more than like the first season. Like, so many phone calls. <laughs> I mean,
0: yeah, and I get all those because people. they want to
2: be a part of it. They, they want to be a part of they the show. See what's happening out there. Yeah. Everybody reaches out. You know, if you're an independent artist, it's, it's like a level of validation, kind of like, you know, being signed to a record label or something where somebody's, somebody else outside is saying, like, your music is really great. We think it fits well with this show and we want to feature it. We want to, you know, bring you into the family of this project.
0: One of the biggest breakout artists from Insecure is Kalila. Kier used her song Frontline in an episode where Issa has reached her breaking point.
2: So Issa has had a rough day. She's, you know, been going through everything with Lawrence. Um, and then she gets in an accident that day because she was looking down at her phone <laughs> at a dick pic. Right. And she comes back home and she's just had enough and is fed up and starts tearing up her apartment. You know, after we have this really dramatic scene with the furniture flying around the house, we smash cut to the black with the credits and the song like builds and takes off from there and um, you know really gives you something to reflect on as you're as you're watching the credits Kalayla was someone I've been a fan of for a long time and um, I think you know her music was in and around season one and we didn't end up finding a spot for it but um, you know she's somebody also that's been featured a lot on Solange's um, web blog or collective St. Heron and they put out compilations that Kalela was featured on, and Frontline really stood out to me as something, just an amazing Which, song. Why,
0: why did it stand out to you? What, what about it?
2: Her vocals are just beautiful and, and powerful, but the, the thing about it that I really loved was the, the slow build, mm. and that it has this, you know, um, it starts, you know, has this, um, this kind of tone, it sets a tone right from the very beginning, but it builds really slowly to um, this kind of great Drop where the drums come in, and the you know, the the song really opens up. And of course, it ended up being huge for her. And Issa tweeted about it right away and gave a shout out and thanked her for, you know, giving us her new music. And it drove a lot of streams for
0: her. Um, I know the playlist was the second
2: the the second
0: biggest place where her streams were generated from, and the biggest place was the actual soundtrack.
2: Ah, right. right. And, and the artists really appreciate that, too, of course, because fans of the show don't have to spend as much energy researching who that song is exactly. or what that artist is. They just know they can go right to Spotify, and there's our playlist. Even Yvonne discovers new artists through the show.
3: Nick Hakim, I discovered him on season two.
2: Needy Bees was the song at the end of episode five, which was in Molly. Sleeps with Dro for the first time. Ah, uh, yeah, yes. That was
0: a that was a big moment.
2: It was, yeah. It was it's a, a big great, song, a great song. Use, yeah. Um, and Issa had brought that one too. Issa had that one, and everybody loved that. Other times,
0: the music team looks back into their personal record collections to find songs that ring true. One of those moments in season two is the family cookout. A newly single Lawrence gets invited over to meet his new girl Tasha's family. Now he's actually meeting the family, which we all know. That's that's a big moment.
2: It's a big moment, and it was probably too soon. And it was definitely uh, too soon. We see what happens. He starts to realize quickly that you know this is going too far, too soon, and, and he wanted and out. he gets out uh, yeah. pretty quickly. You know, I felt like it could be a classic West Coast. Uh, hip-hop track that just yeah. kind of would feel like something that, you know, everybody in the family would be we'll familiar know with and be rocking out to and would enjoy at the party. And we started talking about it. And, you know, Melina didn't quite um, understand it as much because she is from New York. He's talking about the director, Melina Matsukis. She didn't grow up in LA. She doesn't have that same West Coast Connection that Issa, Prentice, and I all grew up here. And so a song like Let's Play House was something that we heard since we were young and was just kind of a classic for those of us, you know, in, who grew up on the West Coast. And we actually had a different song in there originally, Kendrick's uh, DNA from his most recent album. And it, it worked in a way because of the kind of familial references of the DNA and where he came from. And we're kind of showing all the, you know, Tasha's family and her grandma. Right. And and you're, you know, getting to meet all these different characters from her family. Um, but it wasn't quite the right tone that Issa was looking for for that use. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I think she wanted it to reflect... Um, more of Lawrence's perspective, probably in the situation since right. he's our main character.
0: So shout out to corrupt and Daz Dillinger That's who right. make up the dog pound for those who don't know, and that features the late great Nate Dog, rest in peace, Nate Dog. Yeah, and shout out to Mac Ten too, West Coast. So connection. many,
2: so many classic
0: voices on that. Classic, classic LA. Why do you think this series resonates so much with this audience? I
3: don't. Know, I think it res- The series or the music or both resonate with the audience because it's like it's grounded in reality. Like women, but especially women of color, who are just like, I am going through this right now. I don't know what to do. This show has maybe helped me. You know these. I mean, I'm talking about anyone from any race. You know, like if you've ever like loved and made mistakes in love, if you've ever felt like You're the only one at your workplace, and, like, your voice is not appreciated. Either you're the only woman or you're the only black person. You know, if you've ever been stuck in a rut trying to pursue your dreams, everyone kind of has a way in. We're talking about real issues. We're talking about now issues. And uh, I think that's just refreshing. And also, when was the last time you saw two dark-skinned brown girls on television together being, like— flawed.
0: Devon. thank you so much for joining us. Um, really appreciate you.
3: Thank you so much, X.
0: Raphael, thank you so much for
1: well, coming. Thank you. No, thank you guys.
0: Kira, thank you so much, man. You're a legend in your own, right? You're a legend in the making, man. Thank you so much for taking this time to bring us into the world of Insecure and how you put these songs together.
2: Oh, man, thank you. Peace.
0: Thanks for listening to Showstopper. Check out the official Insecure playlist right here, only on Spotify. Showstopper is produced by Spotify Studios in collaboration with Slate Studios with production by Fanny Co. Our producers are Fanny Cohen and Morgan Hecht. Special thanks to Natalie Teller, Leah Campbell, Sharon Wong, and Michelle Siegel. Our theme song is produced by my homie, Prince Maestro, from Spotify, I'm Xavier Jernigan. Keep listening. Today's episode of Showstopper is presented by the Army National Guard. Discover how you can make a difference serving part-time in the Army National Guard by visiting GoArmy.com slash Army Guard and discover more episodes of Showstopper only on Spotify.